Good evening. And as always, I just want to start by saying thank you for taking time out of your evening or your day, if you're listening or watching this later, to listen to this short nightly devotion. I always pray, and as I'm studying, it's always on my mind that it's so easy sometimes to kind of just go through the motions and uh, try to throw something together. But as I pray for these devotions and pray for you, I try to approach them with the same seriousness that I do a Sunday morning sermon, a Sunday night sermon, because you never know who might listen to this podcast or watch this video. Maybe it's the first time they've ever heard teaching from the Bible. Maybe it's the first time they've ever heard about sin or Jesus or salvation. And so as I try to prepare these, I prepare them with the understanding that this might be the one chance someone gets to hear about God. And so as we're going through the book of Hosea and we're in the ninth chapter, it's the same theme that God loved the children of Israel, that they had ran from him. They had filled their life with things other than their love and admiration for God. And tonight I want to talk to you about the problem of evil in the world. The problem of sin in the world. And in the end of chapter nine it's one verse seems like we're looking at the last verse of each chapter i want you to hear this verse 17 my god will cast them away and you say wow that is a harsh thing you want to come sit with me sis yeah. oh i am doing my devotion sis can you tell mommy I'm doing my devotion while she's yelling mommy at me? Mommy's doing devotion. Okay, okay. Hold on a second. We're going to get this devotion going here in just a second. <laughs> All right, ready? Okay. So I have no. Lydia and Tinley. It looks like we're going to do a family introduction again here after a while. Well, come <laughs> on. Stick your head on there and say hello. hello. There's Kylie. Leslie, would you like to say hi? Hold on. Hi. Say hi. 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 All right. Now you guys go on in the living room, and then Andrew, would you like to say hi to? Hello. All right. Okay. Okay. Say hi. Jayla, you come on too. Oh. Hello. Hello. Okay. All right. You guys go. Your... Hi. So they just happened to get home. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You say hi. Yeah. Yeah. Hi. And. uh it's always an adventure at our house. And, uh, all right, go see mommy. Go see mommy. So, it starts here in the 17th verse, talking about, my God will cast them away. And we think about that as a New Testament Christian, 
thinking about on the day of judgment when the lost will hear those dreadful words from the Lord, depart from me, for I never knew you. When God's judgment falls on the lost. And people will ask me, Jake, why does God send people to hell? And I don't believe God sends people to hell. I believe the judgment of God falls on people for one reason. And I want to show you the second part of this verse. My God will cast them away because. So he's giving you the reason for why they're being cast away. In the Old Testament, when God brought his judgment, this is why. When the lost spend all eternity in hell away from God, and they ask themselves the question, why? This is the answer. Because they did not obey him. And they didn't obey the word of God. And so tonight I want you to hear this. The Bible makes it abundantly clear that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The Bible says the wages of sin, the punishment of sin, is death. And so all of us are sinners. All of us are on our way to hell. But, but, listen to this verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believeth on him should not what? Perish, be cast away, but have everlasting life. You see, that's God's instructions to you and I. Tonight, repent, trust in Jesus as the Lord and Savior of your life, and you will never be cast away. The Bible says that when someone is truly saved, that God puts them in the palm of his hand and nothing can separate them from his love. The book of Romans chapter 8. The Bible tells us over and over again that God is long-suffering, that God is not willing that any should perish. And so when it says here in the nation of Israel specific, when God's judgment fell on them and when everything fell apart, and they were asking that question of why God wanted them to know because they did not obey him. Now, I hear this a lot from people. Well, why do I have to obey God? I'll get to heaven one of these days and I'll tell God what I think. Friends, I want you to look at this screen or listen to this device just for a moment. God hung the stars in the sky God told the ocean it could only go so far. God put the sun and the moon exactly where they needed to be. And if you and I, who are just finite creatures, who can't create anything, who are sin sick and, and struggle, are going to tell the creator of everything one of these days what we think, we are vastly thinking too highly of ourselves. The Bible says those people who have encountered the Lord, like Isaiah, like John in the book of Revelations, they fell on their faces before God because he was so holy, so perfect, so amazing. And that's the power and love of the God that we serve. 
And today he says, though, I want a relationship with you. You say, Jake, how could that God love someone like me for all of the sin and weakness and failures that I have? The Bible tells us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. Jesus died knowing every sin that I'd ever commit, and yet he died for me anyway. Jesus knew every time I'd lose my temper, every time I'd doubt, but yet he died to save me anyway. And I want you to listen to this verse because it finishes up specifically to Israel, and the warning is to all of us. My God will cast them away because they did not obey him, and they shall be wanderers among the nations. If you're familiar with the nation of Israel, when God's judgment fell in around 600 B.C., the nation of Israel was carried into captivity, and for hundreds of years they lived wherever they were, wherever they could be. They didn't have a homeland. They were wanderers. But thankfully, God brought them back to the land of Israel. Jesus' time, they were there. You're looking now at a nation called Israel in the world today. And so they have been given chance after chance to seek God. And friends, tonight if you're listening to my voice, God has given you chance after chance to know Him, to love Him, to experience His forgiveness, grace, and mercy because of what Jesus did on the cross. But there'll come a day when that offer will no longer be. You see, friends, when you take your last breath, there are no do-overs. There are no places where you go to hold before you go to heaven or hell. Absent from the body is present with the Lord. And so, friends, when you take that last breath, your eternal home is where you're going to be. If you're willing tonight, I want you to just take your head place it on your heart and you can probably if you just get quiet enough feel it beating or if you put your hand on your wrist and feel your pulse with your hand on your heart you are one heartbeat away from standing before Jesus one heartbeat that's all it takes one more and then it's done and friends when that happens you won't get to ask God, Lord, let me have a little more. Let me have a second chance. It is appointed unto man to die once and then the judgment. And so tonight, tomorrow, over the next week, as you listen to this warning, tonight I want you to hear that God loves you. He died for you and he will save you and forgive you of all of your sins if you'll call upon his name tonight. I'm thankful that God saved me because I'm a wretch. I'm a mess. And if it wasn't for the grace of God. So tonight I'm going to ask, just for a moment, if you've been listening to these words and you're not a Christian, you've never truly given your heart and life to Jesus, or there's doubt in your life, I'm going to ask that if you are under conviction tonight and are ready to give your heart and life to Jesus, I'm going to ask that you pray along with me. Father, tonight I come knowing that I'm a sinner. 
Father, I believe that Jesus died upon the cross, was buried, and rose again for my sins. Father, I ask for forgiveness and ask you to come into my heart and life as my Lord and Savior. Amen. Tonight, if you meant that, not just because I told you to, but because God's been convicting you, when you prayed that prayer tonight, God forgave you of your sins. And you say, well, Jake, that's just too easy. By faith, through grace, not of works, lest any man should boast. And so tonight, if you've prayed that prayer for the first time or for the first time that you've ever really meant it, please send me a private message. I want to pray with you, help you. If you're listening to this on a podcast, call our church office. Let someone know the decision that you've made tonight. And so as always, don't let your eternal fate be away from God because you would not obey him. And so as always, I love you. I'm praying for you. And may God richly bless you.